We've been talking a lot about silver, but like you said, you're also really bullish on gold. I would love to get your outlook uh, on gold. Uh, last time we talked, it was Mines and Money, and you gave a macro picture on gold. Um, what do you see driving prices uh, in the long term? To me, gold is just simply in a bull market. Um, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck and it tastes like a duck, it's a duck. And gold is in a long-term bull market. It began in the early 2000s. Um, first wave took it from 250 to 1900. We had a correction within the secular bull market. Um, and now we're embarked upon a third wave that will take it way past new highs. This is our reading of the subject. It has nothing to do even with macros. So I would argue that uh, even before uh, COVID became a thing um, over a year ago, or not even a year ago, um, gold had already um, reached 1800. So gold was already in a bull market before the pandemic. And to me, all the pandemic has served to do is to make people now understand that the question of money and what really is money, um, when clearly it can be printed uh, at will. And it used to be that a billion dollars here and a billion dollars there, and you were talking about real money, as the old joke went. Well, now we're dealing with trillions. And the debasement of currencies is obviously very, very gold bullish. Um, but I look at other indices to give me the underpinning that I'm looking for. So I look at the gold industry itself and I see something that is very, very challenged. Now, the good news is that I believe that gold companies will throw off massive amounts of cash and create um, great dividend stories, um, even if growth is much, much harder to come by. But what I see within this industry is something where you don't have new discoveries, where the majors are burning through reserves faster than they can replace them. Um, we're seeing that with Newmont. We're seeing that with Barrick. Um, we're seeing that with just about everybody. Um, and the truth is, if you make a discovery today, it's probably going to take you 20 years to take it to the point where it's producing something, maybe 10. So... If Barrick is right and silver production is declining by about 5% a year um, for a number of years forward, um, we really are reaching a perfect storm because you have the decline in production um, coinciding with a collapse in grades. Over the last 10 years, the grade of the average gold mine coming into production has collapsed by 50%. And once you start getting into very lower grades, you become extremely, extremely dependent on um, making technological bets. And I find that personally um, a little disturbing. So, you know, we look for things which are big um, and have high grade, um, either high grade vein systems or, you know, the ultimate of course are great huge open pits um, with a few grams of gold, like we have at Donlin at uh, Nova Gold. Um, that's the ultimate, but there just aren't that many of them. I mean, you will not find um, another Donlin anywhere with the possible exception of Sukhoi Log in, uh, in Russia. 
Um, but I'm not investing in Russia. I don't know very many people who intend to, um, but it's a great asset. And we basically have the same thing in Alaska, which of course used to be a Russian colony and it's probably the same geology anyway. Um, but that to us is, uh, is very, very meaningful. Well, I was going to say, so that's, that's Nova Gold. That's the Donlin project. Um, what, what's the timeline for that? I know um, you guys just finished the biggest drill program in 12 years. Um, what's next for, for Nova Gold and Donlin? Well, you know, we've had a couple of really great white swans, um, which have occurred over the last several years. Um, one of them, of course, is um, the advent of the Rangold Barrick merger. Um, and um, there has been a definite um, warmth between our teams, which, you know, I jokingly say has more Barrick DNA than the Barrick team, but um, the, the Nova Gold team, um, many of whom hail from Barrick and Barrick, um, you know, under the leadership of Mark Bristow. Um, Mark is uh, a renowned geologist in his own right. Um, and for him, everything begins um, with making sure that he absolutely meticulously understands the geology. So we have undertaken a program, which is a follow-on to a program that we conducted in 2017, where we encountered um, higher grades um, and some really spectacular intervals. I think some of the best in the gold industry in that year. And Mark really wants to get to the bottom of all this. And his attitude, I think, is very reasonable. Um, once we've got the geological model right, and we have a new geological model um, with Barrick that the last or this past drill program has been tested. Um, the drill results have been excellent so far. Uh, and so what that ha what happens then is that gets calibrated uh, with the new model. And once you have a model that you're satisfied with, then you can determine the size of the mine. I think we know amongst ourselves what we expect the throughput to be. And once you've done that, um, then you go back and refine the capex. Um, and you know their attitude and our attitude is, this thing's gonna be around for 50 years, maybe 100 years, uh, maybe more. Um, the exploration potential there is probably better than almost any other um, mining project in the world. Um, and so I think we can look forward to a huge mine life. What we really want to make sure is that um, it's built properly um, from the front end. And we're extremely excited because things seem to be working out exactly as we'd hoped that they would in terms of the drill program. And so, you know, we're, we're excited. Well, and I was going to say, you know, like a project with 39 million ounces, I mean, that, you, you know, you talk about declining resources, um, you know, miners not uh, finding new ounces in the ground. This project is, I think you've described it as a category killer. I mean, at some point it has to get built. Well, you know, when I describe Donlin as unique, um, I do so directly to in institutional investors. And I say, look, answer this question for me. 
because I have plenty of capital to be able to deploy in new opportunities in the space. Um, tell me another project which has started production at around 40 million ounces, um, where the grade is a multiple of where the grade is um, in the industry now. The exploration potential is extraordinary. Those 39 million ounces are located on only three kilometers of an eight kilometer mineralized belt. So we've always believed that the potential is for um, excellent um, results in being able to expand from 39 million ounces um, to much more. Now, take into account that that eight kilometer belt um, represents only 5% of the land package, which has never been systematically explored outside of that belt. And so when Larry Buchanan, who discovered San Cristobal for us, um, said that uh, the next Donlin could very well be a Donlin, um, that is really exciting, but that's how Carlin developed. And I've often described, and Mark hasn't stopped me from saying it, that Donlin could be the new Nevada, the new Carlin. Um, and, you know, starting out with um, you know, almost 40 million ounces, if you take into account other resources closer to 50, um, with a grade that is over two grams a ton, how much over, we'll know shortly, um, that is a category killer. Um, to me, when you've got a big asset with mine life, where because the grade is so good, the operating costs will be at the lower end, um, you really do have something which is wonderful. Now superimpose onto that, that it's located in the safest jurisdiction in the world. Alaska is the second largest gold producer in a country which still apparently very much adheres to the rule of law and where private property is, uh, is sacred and it's on native corporation land already designated by law for mining and the native corporations are our biggest allies. So when you have partners, whether it's you know, such an incredibly powerful major like Bar uh, Barrick or you know, your native corporation partners in Alaska, um, you're in really great shape. And you know, that is to me what makes it unique because we have all the attributes of any of the greatest um, gold deposits out there, but we're located in um, a jurisdiction where when I go to sleep at night, I know that what I thought I owned the night before I still own. And as someone who made their bones in Bolivia, Zimbabwe, South Africa, Congo, I could go on, I believe that that era is over. So Donlin for us, because of its jurisdictional safety and other geological virtues is for us the Holy Grail. And I think that that will be a gift that keeps on giving for decades and decades to come. And for that reason, it really is, uh, you know, our flagship asset. I was going to say, you're giving me a lot of headlines for this interview. Thank you very much for, for speaking with us today. The pleasure is all mine, Niels. Great to see you as always. Thank you for watching Kiko News. For the latest in the precious metals markets, go to kiko.com.